it's not fun to be course corrected. It's not fun to be told that we're doing something incorrectly, especially in the age of social media. We don't want to be caught looking foolish. However, we're never going to learn. We're never going to grow. We're never going to actually get anything done that we're proud of if we're afraid of getting feedback. This week is going to give us feedback. This week is going to let us know where and when and how, and specifically so, we got something wrong. And that's got to be a good thing. Or we could just decide that it's a good thing. We could just decide that this is the way that we need to learn in this moment. And we're grateful for any and all little nuggets of knowledge that life wants to give us. So I think that it's good to move into this week being really curious about what it is we've mistaken and what it is we could be more specific about. What are the details that we need to pay attention to now? And how can we just be grateful for any and all of those little things getting pointed out to us? In this podcast, we look at the astrology of the upcoming week and how it will be landing for all of us collectively. For a more personalized reading that dives into the ways that this week's astrology will play out for you, download the Chani app. Hello and welcome. This is the Astrology of the Week Ahead podcast, and you might have guessed that we have a full moon in Virgo this week at the very end of the week. Before we get there, though, we've got something else going on that is also very specific and concerned about being thoroughly educated on a matter. We have Venus and Mars making a conjunction in Aquarius. Now, I think that Aquarius and Virgo actually have a lot in common. And when I see those two signs really highlighted in somebody's chart, I know that I am talking to someone or I'm looking at somebody's chart who is focused on data and being specific and correct and on time and on target and also someone who is really highly focused and versatile in their ability to work towards a goal. Virgo is exceptionally hardworking and Aquarius is able to focus their awareness, their attention, their mind on a matter so that they can deeply and thoroughly understand it, the subject, the system that they are trying to learn about. So they're both serious signs in very different ways. They don't talk to each other. They're not signs that we say in astrology can see each other. But there are these qualities about them that I always find interesting. There's a lot of pairs in astrology that I I, I find come up a lot. Another one is Pisces and Libra, but that's another story. Very, very different story. But Virgo and Aquarius is really adept and really talented at being specific, nuanced, detailed, certain, and incredibly driven to get the information correct, to understand something, again, very 
thoroughly. So on Wednesday, the 21st, Venus and Mars make a conjunction in Aquarius. Now, Venus and Mars are known to be planets about relationships. I'm not sure that I agree with Mars being a planet associated with relationships. I do think that within a heteronormative, cisnormative, patriarchal model, that Venus becomes women and Mars becomes men. And we could do some kind of equating with the ways in which we've been socialized to be falling within a gendered binary category within Mars and Venus, but I don't look at astrology that way. Mars is the the principle of action, of aggression, of heat, of forcefulness, of breaking through a boundary. It cuts, it makes an incision. It has a lot to do with aggression. So I, you know, don't want to put that into relationships. But because this quality of Mars is about going towards what we're passionate about also, we could say that when Mars, our drive to move towards what we're passionate about, is connected to Venus, our ability to relax and connect and experience pleasure and create beauty and build bonds and unions and relationships, these two come together and something is happening. And we want to look at the ways in which we're taking the principle of attraction and then the principle of drive and will and determination and putting them together. Now, they're coming together in the sign of Aquarius, which, again, is a sign that is about the ability to understand something intellectually in a very thorough and deep kind of way. It's also a sign that is about the masses, it is about humanity, it is about the collective. So there could be something very social that happens in regards to this week. I also think of Venus as a part of our creativity, the ways in which we create beauty. Again, it has a lot to do with artists and Mars to do with activism. So if there's some kind of merging of activism and art, which if art is doing its job, then it's always doing that. If it's telling the human story, then it's always trying to wake us up in some way, shape, or form. And so maybe this week we'll bring about some kind of collective artistic expression that is moving us in a direction that would be, you know, for the greater humanity. I'm not saying everything that happens in Aquarius is about something that's great for humanity because it's just not, it's not astrology, it's not life. But I do think that the Venus and Mars conjunction happening in Aquarius is saying something about how creative and directive we need to get en masse. Because Venus is a people pleaser in a lot of ways. It can tend towards that type of signature. And Mars does not. It's not. Mars does its own thing. And so when the two come together, they're very different. They want different things in different ways. And so how do we merge both those things? How do we build union? How do we build bonds amongst us and be directive and still be independent and still do our thing and move towards a certain direction that we feel is the direction that we need now? 
So you might notice that you're beginning some kind of creative project. You might notice that something is beginning in the area of your chart that contains Aquarius. We go into great detail about that in your weekly readings this week. And that's the place to pay attention to for that. Now, on Thursday, the 22nd, Mercury moves in to Pisces, where it's exceptionally messy. It's both in its, what we call its detriment and its fall. So here in Pisces, Mercury cannot do the accounting, the details, and the specifics in the way that it would generally want to do it. That's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. Mercury is very much about data, specifics, accounting, translating, speaking, communicating, etc. So in Pisces, it wants to do that or it does that poetically. It doesn't do that necessarily factually. So it's not trying to be pinning things down in specific little sound bites. It is more interested in experimenting with what else language can do and how we might be perhaps even a little bit more mythic in our explanations, which is not timely and it's not always accurate in the way that the logical world wants to be accurate. It's not bad. It's just different. Now, I'm mentioning that especially because the next day on the, or two days later on the 24th, of February, we've got a full moon in Virgo. Now, Virgo's ruled by Mercury. So on one hand, the full moon in Virgo is exceptionally detail-oriented and is a great time. When we have a full moon in Virgo, it's a great time to think about how to clear and clean up and organize, not because we want to be type A and not because Virgo is type A. I mean, maybe, but that's not what we're talking about. It's because Virgo understands that when things are functioning in the ways that they're supposed to, there's an eloquence and a magic to them. And we want to get things in place so that the system, whatever system we're talking about, can function and can do its job so that we could go on to other things. Now, because the full moon is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is swimming in these very poetic and nonlinear kind of waters, we know that there is something to learn from both sides of this equation. There's something to learn from like being a little bit more loose with it. And there's also something to learn from being corrected (laughs) and from being focused and skilled. And this full moon has a pretty close opposition to that Saturn. So, What does that mean? Well, Saturn is exceptionally critical and defining and specific. And it's really good at helping us to consolidate our energy and to direct it in a certain way. It's also really good at being like, this is the reality of the situation. This is what we have to work within. These are the bounds we have to work within. And this is how you can direct your energy to manifest something or to get something done. These are the rules. So Saturn is here giving a reality check to a full moon in Virgo, which doesn't really need it because it already knows. But we just know that there is this kind of setup that is saying to me, at least, that there's going to be a lot of checks that go on. 
there's going to be a lot of like pointing to this isn't working. This is working. This is where I need to be a little freer and a little looser. This is where I need to be a little bit more focused on the function of something, on the design of something and on the system and how it needs to work in my life. So we're going to be balancing all of that. And it's interesting because next week, the sun and Mercury and Saturn all come together, all three of them come together and make what we call a conjunction. It's when, you know, something comes together with another thing and all of those qualities merge. Mercury, communication, Saturn, boundary structures and commitments, and the sun, the principle of energy and life. And so next week, we're going to be talking about making an oath in a certain area of our life or just making one in general. And it seems like this full moon is helping us to clarify, helping us to be really specific about what that might be. It's helping us to see another side of it. And so you can think of the end of this week and next week as a clarification system. It's almost like a filtration system that's happening that is going to get us to distill everything down to a kind of specific goal or a specific understanding of what we need to do next and how we can tend to and care for our lives. So I think it's kind of cool if we don't take it all too personally. Thank you all so, so, so much for leaving us reviews in the App Store. I wanted to leave you with this one. It's called Can't Live Without Chani. Honestly, the only astrology app I'll ever need. From the information available to the cutest aesthetics and graphics I've ever seen, it doesn't disappoint. I look forward to starting my day with checking my readings and transits. The weekly and daily tips are always spot on. And Chani has the most soothing voice to listen to. It's all so amazing. I've seen such an improvement in my commitment and consistency over the last two years since using the app in my astro and spiritual practices. I'm sending you lots of love. Many blessings. Be kind to yourself. When Saturn and especially anything in Virgo really starts to get riled up or pulls focus, it's really easy to be extra critical with ourselves. And being critical with the self is never going to help us to learn. It's not going to help us to grow. It's going to keep us small and keep us shrinking and keep us turning in on ourselves. And so the most important thing to do over the course of this full moon is to refuse to be critical with yourself or about yourself and instead be really desirous of understanding how something is trying to teach you. Be a good student. Be a humble student. But when you start to notice that inner critic getting kicked up inside of you, you can just be like, oh, wow, there must be a part of me that doesn't know what else to do but to turn on myself when I'm learning. That's so sad. Maybe if I gave that part of myself some love and compassion and let them know that they don't need to do that anymore, that they can just go and rest or do something else, or I can use that part of me to look at something in my life and fix it, that I don't need to turn in on myself, that can be the thing that you get specific about this week. 
In fact, if this weekend, if this full moon teaches us anything, I hope it's that whenever our inner critic starts to get really loud, that we remember that we can interrupt that part of ourselves, show that part of ourselves a lot of love and compassion, and redirect the energy towards being useful in our life. Because critiquing ourselves is never going to help us to be a good student of life. And ultimately, that's what I think this week wants us to be. If you are a Chani App subscriber, then you can go listen to your weekly reading. We've got a full moon ritual. We have journal prompts. We have altar suggestions. We have all the things that you might need for this full moon. Sending you lots of love. Many, many full moon blessings. Bye for now. Oh, come back and see us next week because we've got a lot to say about that Mercury, Saturn, Sun, Kazemi. It's really special. It's really, really cool. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about talking about what this could be for us. All right. Bye for now.